Welcome back to Grande Lock, the Grandiloquent Hip Hop Show. Your favorite hip hop show, I have no doubt. Uh, we are three lovers of hip hop, creators of hip hop, music fans, educated cats. We talk hip hop straight to the old heads, people who love great music. Um, and we just try to amplify great hip hop being made in the name of the culture. I'm one of your three co-hosts, Ian Taranji. I'm here tonight. As always, amazing, the lovely Tia Abner. Tia, how are you? I'm wonderful. It is, uh, you know, almost Friday and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> does, that, does, that count as all, does that count as almost Friday? I don't yes. Know. Well, it's the right. end of Wednesday, which means that it's basically Friday Eve in, a, in an hour. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, good stuff. That's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. Friday Eve. Uh, that, that other voice you are hearing there, the grandiloquent one himself, great Artemis. My man, how are you? Chill, man. Um, fresh off this uh, My Honor Short Ego EP. Feeling good about it. Um, yeah. Building up for the, getting ready for the album in, in December. So, you know, just, Putting in the work, putting in the work. Always, always, always. grinding, my brother. Always grinding. I love that. I love I'm that. my hand like yeah. Birdman bird right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the new EP, the new EP is fantastic. Thank you. Can't wait till we get the opportunity to uh, discuss it here on Grande Lock. No we will, I have no doubt, shortly. And um, yeah, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, right. so... Uh, to our audience, if you make it through to the end of the show, you like the show, please, 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 we would be honored if you would rate, review, subscribe, just tell folks about it, just keep listening. Um, you know, helps get us into more, more ears in front of more eyeballs, and and uh, you know, that's just that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So tonight we're going to talk about two amazing hip hop albums, one newer, one classic. We'll be reviewing the most recent release from Jason Griff called Human Zoo. Amazing, amazing producer. Really, really tight, really tight album. Um, as, as you know, we always like to review a classic uh, from the hip hop canon. And tonight is no exception. We're reviewing The Sun Rises in the East by J. Rue, the Damager, suggested this week by yours truly. This is my choice here. We're going <laughs> to get into our feelings, remember the times. Dig into what makes that album a hip hop classic. But yes. first, we're going to talk. But first, we're going to talk some current events. Uh, Tia had a topic she wanted to discuss. Tia, lay it on us. Yes. So this conversation tonight is about, I think, part of a larger, um, a larger, more in context conversation. But this is more so about hip hop artists, music artists in general in terms of uh, building your career, what it means to do digital marketing and social media and branding in this age and all of the uh, marketing around that. So in order to take advantage of facilitating blog placements or opening performances, radio interviews, those types of things that oftentimes a company, right after you've done this wonderful release, it's what you do with it next and how you promote it and put it in front of eyes and Karen Civil, who is who is known as the marketing maven. Um, if you've never heard of her, I'm sure your favorite rapper probably has. 
Um, Karen Sybil is famous for, she, she quit her uh, role at a community college to do an internship with Funk Master Flex um, on Hot 97 that really took flight in the um, early 2000s. But since then, I mean, Karen Sybil has worked with people like Nipsey Hussle, you know, YG, Nicki Minaj. Um, she even was a part of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign in 2016, helping her to build her hip hop portfolio which I know is so interesting to say around Hillary Clinton, but she was building Hillary, relationships. Hillary Clinton's, Clinton's <laughs> hip-hop portfolio. <laughs> um, yeah. That's all we need to say. <laughs> it's comedy, right? But, that, but you need someone, right? Even Hillary was mm. marketing to younger urban audiences as part of her, her campaign. And mm. she got Karen Civil to help her with that. Karen Civil is, you know, she actually collaborated with Nipsey Hussle to develop the Marathon clothing store. Um, and when Beats by Dre, she did the branding around that for um, a lot of different things, even Louis Vuitton mm. and Tiffany and Company. Like she's worked with all the brands to connect them to what she is called that hip hop portfolio. So that in order to, get in front of this, you know, urban audience, you need to, to, to do certain things and connect in certain spaces. And so anyway, she's been accused this Friday, uh, Jesse Wu, who's an upcoming artist and many people are familiar with Joyner Lucas went on Instagram to sort of talk about their disputes with this, with Karen Civil. And then it landed up on, on clubhouse, um, all of Friday and Saturday, where um, Jesse Wu had accused Karen Civil of stealing $3 million from her and Joyner Lucas then proceeded to say he also paid about $60,000 so a large sum of money for a job that wasn't completed to basically help uh, brand him and help with a bunch of other things and that she went on vacation and then never talked to him again. This is before that he actually was a popular artist or in the sort of everyday lexicon that people know Joyner Lucas as now. Um, and so I think, again, we just sort of talking about one, now that we have Clubhouse being a chat room to sort of be a, ven a vehicle to discuss the controversy and for people, I mean, everyone, there was 9,000 people in this chat room. You had everybody from Joyner jo Lucas and Joe Budden, um, Meek Mill was in there, um, Big U was in there. Uh, a bunch of different people, right? So it was the music executive who created uh, Clubhouse, Keita Trotter was in there. There was a lot of people, 9,000 people in this chat room um, sort of going at Karen Civil and, and basically, you know, berating her for, for, or not maybe berating her, but just embarrassing her <laughs> for this these shoddy biz, business dealings and sort of being janky and how she has uh, marketing audit artists. And then she had even admitted that Jason Lee, who's a popular blogger, that she had paid a hacker to take his site down after he had published some things that she didn't like about him. So that she has mm. really been, you know, I don't know, Olivia Poping in, the, in on the negative way. <laughs> She's mm. been uh, embroiled herself in scandal, but also facilitating stuff behind the scenes that people weren't aware of. Um, she really has, she, the Jesse Wu, she had basically helped her for an example of some one of the things she did had helped get her an invitation to uh, sing the national anthem at a 20 at the 2020 Clippers playoff game against the Nuggets mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. That's what she, you know, this is part of her 
marketing maven um, brand, her hip hop marketer brand, where she's saying, I'm going to help put you in the right rooms, right? And that sometimes includes, you have to pay for flights, you have to pay for taking a photo shoot, you have to be in those places where you're going to be around celebrities. And I may put you in a photo shoot with, with Fat Joe or something like that. You may not have any interaction with them. You're just there in the photo shoot so that I can post that. I'm going to brand you around that. I'm going to, you know, do some placements with you. But people mm -hmm. were saying, but that wasn't happening. And they weren't mm -hmm. also getting more popular and they weren't also building their brand if they were being extorted. So mm -hmm. long story short, that, that is where we're at. And I feel like in the middle of the pandemic, this has happened a lot. We've seen this with this mixtape scam um, that a lot of artists were promoting early on in the year that I'll put you on my mixtape. Um, and people were being messaged by people like, you know, Ghostface and Redman, and they thought that they were actually going to be on these tapes and then come to find out some of them weren't. They were just being, you know, being a paying for placement. And we're talking yeah. not cheap here, $200 for a mixtape placement on something that, you know, nobody is is uh, listening to. Right, so, right. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy how, how, I mean, I think the pandemic, obviously, I, I don't want to say it made artists desperate but it kind of made a lot of artists desperate for more audience different types of audience um artemis i know you've got some experience with uh with 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 digital marketing as much oh, material and content as you put out well let me say this like there there are a lot of karen civils in the game man and you'd be surprised like how many behind the scenes people do this stuff and and people try to excuse it and they don't get called out because they hold the power or hold all the cards to connecting people. Um, I'll get hell, I'll even give you a story of something that happened to me. I tell you, I might have told you this story. There was um I remember years ago, um, I was trying to get uh, on this website um called Kevin Nottingham. I I think I told you the story. Yeah, I'll tell the story. So <laughs> um, years ago, there's this dude that was writing for the, his website, and Kevin Nottingham was an alright dude, you know, and he was having people like review a bunch of artists on there. There's one guy that was working for him. He was like this dude from Canada or whatever, named Sean. And he, uh, I was trying to get on. I can't remember how I got in contact with him on the site, but I kind of he, he hit me back. Was like, yeah, you know, I'm down to review your album, whatever. Da da. But like, you know, we charge for these um, these reviews. Now I'd heard of it before and I was just like, all right, I guess this time I'm going to break down and do it. And this is like around the time when I put out uh, A Day in the Life of Monday Living with Metaphysical. So I sent him the, I sent him the project in the mail or whatever and um, was able to like talk to him about it a little bit. You know, he gave like he, he sort of did his job. He didn't do his job right. He kind of gave me a shoddy, actually he gave me a shoddy review and I didn't like that, but he did his job. Ooh. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of whack the way, he, the way he put the, way he did the review was just kind of like, I don't know, bro. I don't think you gave me my money I paid for, but whatever. I get an email actually from, um, from Kevin Nottingham saying, Hey, we're not supposed to be charging for these like reviews. Um, you know, like here, I, I can't get your money back, but I'll give you a spotlight on the site. So I got spotlighted on the site. I tried hitting him back again. I tried hitting hitting Kevin Nottingham back like maybe a year or two later when I had some new 
coming up and I didn't get a response back. And I was just like, okay, well, screw this. So, you know, like stuff like that does happen, you know, like in in like trying to market on a, on social media or these blogs or whatever for like trying to get your music out there. I just say that, you know, the game, these people made the game what it is, you know, and like if there's an independent artist out there is trying to like get their music out there, they're trying to organically get people to listen to them. You know, can't be mad at them when the majors are doing it all the time, but you don't want, but the casual listener doesn't care or they don't want to admit it. It's happening. But what Karen Silva did was just like, I don't know, that that was just, she got caught. She just got caught and (laughs) she couldn't run away from it. Out of all the people, I didn't expect Joyner Lucas to like jump out there like that and not, you know what? Good for him for standing up for himself. Good, good, good for uh, Jesse Wu because Karen Silva does have a lot of pull, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm glad yeah. they at least exposed it, and hopefully, moving forward, these people behind the scenes can just be like, "Well, we need to have better tactics." Like, if you're going to like do that for these artists, just make sure that you do the, everything you can in your power. Don't just take their money, run and chill in a hammock, and like act like you know you did your job because you said you could do it like no actually do it you know right 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 yeah i feel like the word uh that we're all searching for here is payola and it's uh that's something that has been a part of it's been a part of the music industry as long as there has been recorded music that people have have purchased and and um you know, I, 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 I appreciate you guys speaking to your experiences. Well, at least you, Artemis, I don't know, um, Tia, if you have these kinds of experiences or not, but, definitely. you know, we can't, you, you definitely get this, this sort of attitude and mentality that, you know, uh, a real artist doesn't, doesn't pay to play, you know? Um, right. And I, I guess, I guess my question is, like you guys have way more experience with, with the digital marketing side than I do. I'm just a a simple music composer. I just try to put notes together and chords together. uh, And, and I'm not very good with any of the other aspects of, of the music industry, but like, what, what, what is the dividing line for you guys where pay to play is okay versus where, okay, this is, something I'm just not going to get into. Is it sort of case by case and who you're dealing with or, or is there kind of like a bright line? This, you can, you can, you can, you can pay for this kind of exposure. This is where it starts to get shady. I mean, yeah. we go ahead to you, go ahead to um, Well, I was just going to say, I think one of the things that I realized for a lot of the particular work that we're talking about for marketing strategy and branding. I think about the fact of like, even, even if it wasn't for music, if you were going to pay somebody for that, right, you'd have some sort of statement of work or some sort of thing that outlines agreed upon metrics. What are you going to do for me by what timeline? And right. a lot of the times when you're asking to some, you know, someone you're saying, oh, I'm going to boost your, you know, your, your streams. What does that number look like? And what we do know is that, right, like Spotify is now taking accounts down that have like, you have 200 followers, but you have 10 million streams. It doesn't seem, it's not sensible. You clearly paid, 
um, for, for boosting streams, which is not allowed on their platform. And they've started to take action against people who are doing that. And so it's being able to research and vet and make sure that, right? So like sharing with your friends, I think is important to say, well, what, what are you doing to actually, um, how are you boosting your streams? Where are you actually doing that? Where are you seeing success? Are you promoting your project in a certain location? And being able to share when something is working or not working. And um, there's people who do, you know, who do a job well. I mean, Artemis put me on years ago to this woman, Wanja Long, who is who does a lot of like organic grassroots type of uh, promotion and publicity for artists and through her platform. Um, but at the same time, right, like it's sort of like she's actually open with you and she's going to work on a plan for you and she tells you what she's going to do. There is some sort of agreement um, mm -hmm. outlined in the email and you are exchanging dollars, but it's not thousands of dollars. Like what she can do for you is a couple hundred dollars or less. And you're going to see immediate results. And then being able to see those results, like where are you, you know, ADST Media, um, um, Andre St. Clair, who does marketing and media here in the area, gives you a report every couple of weeks and tells you, here's who's looked at my emails. Here's who, who's um, what the click-through rates on my emails look like. Here's who mm. I've sent it to and, and what their responses have been. Here's the questions they've asked. Um, here's the interviews I've set up for you. So you, you need to be getting some sort of report out on what those metrics, and they should be outcomes that you both have agreed to, right? Somebody should say, I, okay, not just, I want you to make me a star. Like sometimes what does that mean? There's no, uh, you know, sort of measurable outcome around it. And so being very specific and knowing what you want and how you want your project marketed, you need to be involved in the process um, as an artist and not just sort of hand off. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important because, I mean, I'm just imagining that there's a bunch of shady characters who make vague promises and uh, maybe some less sophisticated People and look, I mean, artists. Most artists didn't didn't take my route of going to law school, <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, there's not. It's definitely a very circuitous uh, artistic route to be sure, but um, you 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 don't necessarily have a, a a full understanding, especially early on in your career, of you know, just like you said, having having very clear expectations. You know, in 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 contract, you have sort of the concept of mutuality. A contract really is: I will do this, um, and in exchange, you will do this. I will perform these services. You will pay me. That's right. your your sort of standard contract. Right. Um, and the more descriptive, the more detailed the description of work to be done. Um, then, then you've got something tangible that you can, you know, you, you're able to go back and say, well, here, look, this was written down, uh, and I haven't seen this yet. You know, what's your plan to fulfill? Uh, and, and if there is no plan to fulfill, then we're in a breach situation and, and we've got to figure some way out of this. Am I going to get my money back? Am I going to, you know, you know. So, right, I'm, yeah, it's, it's all really interesting. Yeah, go ahead, Artis. Well, it's just that, you know, 
like Tia said, uh, yeah, she mentioned like two people that I know that do a good job, Wanja and uh, ADST. Um, and you def- and you definitely guys like see what the results are of what they give you, you know, mm-hmm. like like people can come up with fake testimonials about so and so went had a million plays on Spotify, but what did that do for them? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's it doesn't need to be it doesn't necessarily need to be a major label that signed them or anything, but what what came out of that is really like what came out of that should be looked at. So I still think that Spotify needs to be held accountable just only because you can't just take down these accounts. It's like you guys kind of put this this kind of measuring stick of success in front of everybody and everybody Mm. bought into it. So therefore you have to take accountability that you're not necessarily helping out the smaller artists that need it. You would say you are, but you probably help out a smaller artist that probably is connected to a small label that's connected to a larger label. That's it's like, y'all shouldn't even be doing like, you should really be taking these algorithms and helping these artists. So you don't have to deal with this anymore. And Mm -hmm. It's like you can't get like, and this is what I'm saying. You can't get mad at the little guy trying to come up. You should be mad at, you should be looking at the big companies that made it this way in the first place. Because if you notice on Spotify, you can't easily upload your music all the time on there. You mm-hmm. know, same with Tidal, Bandcamp, SoundCloud's a different story, but they don't make it so easy for you to upload your music on there. You got to mm-hmm. do a third party. They could just like hook you up and you get your music on there. And then you got to get somebody who can hopefully get people to listen to your music. And then like now you now you're dealing with like the streaming farms, possibly or hell, there's businesses. They even pay people just to listen to music at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's like on the other side of it, where it's like internet radio where people are just playing music you never heard. And they'll just pay you just to listen and give your opinion. But like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's all been a come up from the jump. And like, this is just a new adjustment of it until like these uh, major labels and like these marketing companies come up with a better solution to help these artists. Like, I mean, this is, this is what it is where we're at. And I just, I just hate it when like people think that, you know, people think it's okay to just get on the artist. It's like, no, the artist is trying to come up. The, the artist is trying to get everything they can out of this situation to right. be pushed out there. The middleman and these behind the scenes people, they can be so 50-50 janky. And they just <laughs> run off with your money. Jake, like the movie, Janky Promoters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, can be, they can be on that. <laughs> you know? So Indeed. No yeah, doubt. Man. No doubt. Well, we're gonna we're gonna stay on top of this story. I want to hear uh uh find out more i'm sure we'll hear karen civil's side at some point and uh uh yeah we'll just we'll be staying on top of this story but um just continuing on with the trend of you know talking about music industry economics and and uh you know something that's obviously near and dear to all of our hearts uh and always a a topic of interest so um, we're gonna take a quick break. Yeah, well, go ahead. Go ahead. What's up? Oh no, 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 I was just saying yes indeed. Everything was just saying. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. No. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. 
Well, we're going to take a quick break. We are going to come back on the other side and we're going to talk about the new Jason Griff album, Human Zoo. No doubt. This goes to the human zoo, at least that's how I understand it. Everybody's got a cannon fodder or the son of man. Holly in the hierarchies, high rises and heart disease. You want to be free, then you need to buy private property. You know, this goes to the human zoo, you need to feel complete. It goes with There it is. Use rules to the human zoo from the album, new album, Human Zoo by tremendous producer Jason Griff. Uh, as you all know, we all rotate our sort of uh, new record review and classic record review. So this was Artemis's pick. Mm-hmm. Artemis, give us the uh, give us the skinny on this one. So, see, you're getting the name wrong, kind of. You got to have mm-hmm. right. It's Jason Griff in Alaska. Ah, ah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, but it, but yeah, Jason Griff. I don't know too much about Jason Griff. Um, I know he's a producer. He's put out quite a few um, EPs out in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Some singles. He works with a lot with um, his kids Corsese, who he has a full album with. He's done a lot of stuff with Alaska. Now, Alaska, if you're familiar with the Def Jux roster, he was in Hangar 18 with Wind and Breeze and DJ Paul. Yes. Um, they put out two albums out on the label, um, the multi-platinum debut album that came out and also uh, sweep the leg, which was my, was my joint. Um, over the years though, um, it seems like Alaska just kept, kept putting out like, uh, a lot of other solo stuff outside of it. I'm not sure if Hangar 18 broke up or not, but this surprised me because I, I get his emails from I follow the band camp or whatever. And I was like, I'd never heard of Jason Griffin, Human Zoo. And I'm listening to this album and I was just like, oh, wow. Like he, it, like I've always liked Alaska as a rapper, uh, good lyricist, met him mm-hmm. before, good dude too. We have a uh, certain camaraderie on a old website we used to go to, Fill a Flavor back in the day. And he would be on there cracking jokes just like anybody else. And, but he was like one of the people that really got a lot of his uh, music out there at the time and um this album again like i can't remember everything he's put out since then because he's put out like at least like two other projects uh, but this project definitely caught my ear um yeah. and it's i mean it's it's crazy because he has the song we just heard i'm trying to make sure i have this right the song we just heard has like a slew of people that are known in the in the game that we've already talked about. So there's we haven't talked about Curly Castro, who's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Sonic. I don't think we reviewed a Rob Sonic album yet. Nope. We did review a Breeze Ruin album, mm-hmm. and let's see, there's Depsy, Zilla Roca. Like he has a lot of people on that one song that bump uh, called "The Rules to the Human Zoo," and I was impressed by it because everybody was trading off on the tracks, you mm. know. And this whole album is just like well produced and just done so dope, you know. And I, I don't know. I just, I just had to like, you know, give it its props, man. So without further ado, let's just get into it. I'm gonna stop talking about it. Let's hear a song <laughs> that's off the project again. This is called Juice. Check it out.
Are we going to get it? Are you guys hearing any music? No, not yet. I think Marcus, I just messaged him. Yeah, we're not hearing anything. Marcus, we can't hear it yet. If you're playing it, it might not be coming through. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah we can, can hear you. Hear you. Yes. All right, what are we playing right now? Oh, juice. 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 Why it didn't come through? All right. Do you want me to re-intro it in or anything? Yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> Dang, I was talking a lot during that time. <laughs> All, right. All right, so yo, man, we're just going to get into the album real quick. Check this out. This is a song called Juice of the Human Zoo by Jason Griff in Alaska. Yo, I'm eating cherry spitting pizza to the coffee mug. Muggsy Vogue's jersey, if it's earthy, then I'm off in bugs. Fuck your ecosystem, I'm Coleco Vision and conditions. They're Hirachi, Akanaki, lovers rock apocalypse. Kiss me, deadly leader for keys, open doors. Got the keystrokes off before you call for instant meet the door. Me so horny, bumping out the window where my parents whip. 88 junior year, trying to make them parasites. Now I'm just a parent, got my kid checking paraffin. Wondering in the Rondas, Miss Fidel for my parish trip. Looking for some vomited aerosol for my camera roll. Not some camera, no, we an idiot. Clones like Candace Owens. Damn it, Holmes. I'm David Mamet in a day trip. A wanderer. Scene, steam, music, and a bombardier. Drone strikes, mass murder like it's the Obama years. Doom shirt, Hyro had Alaska with the Amish. Chair. ALA is the Imperial. You know you love it when you hear us on the radio. Download the joint and play that shit up in your stereo. Or in the streets or in your Jeeps up in your disco. And if you want the fly shit, homie, here we go. ALA is looking fat up in the video. With grip up in the cup, but yo, you don't hit me though. Just when you think we done with hits and we got plenty more. Boom. I'm part agnostic and I'm part Ashkenazi Eating lobster and broccoli Robin rocking the copies Yo, it's just a hobby that I picked up in the lobby I'm Gilbert Godfrey, but God body so Godspeed Out in Joshua Tree, the prophets of the Sosceles I don't fuck with squares who have fears about private property Pyrex in the key Bars Bars I saw Salise. I don't fuck with squares. That's what I heard, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, go ahead, go ahead. We we'll, what we'll think about the track. Go ahead. We'll start with the- I, I I love the whole like the the vibe of this track because you know it it says juice to me. Like when I think of like juice, I like it meaning like respect and like you know, you got the you got the the name, the rep. And it, I feel like this is, you know. Alaska saying I got the rep. And it's funny because Artemis, I'm more familiar, I guess, with Alaska being like part of Adam's family with uh Vaster oh, and like that I clan, but um excellent freestyle like artist who can do it all kind of a thing, but I feel like has been around like great MCs, but intricately like worded verses, like as well as like these rugged and kind of moody beats. So it kind of makes sense to craft with like, 
Jason Griff, because it just seems like their energy matches based on his his experiences and working with Adam's family uh, teams. But yeah, I mean, you can't get like the barrage on this song is crazy. And like, um, I'm not familiar with Al. Is it is it Ludovico? How do you say that last name? Um, who is uh, is also featured on Juice, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the barge is just insane like <laughs> it is um it, i went back to listen to this a couple of times because i didn't realize like when you said you know it's got def c zilla roca and open mike eagle on this album it's like it's it's uh yeah it's dope and so and alaska's from philly so i feel like there's so much like <laughs> there's a lot of you know just philly mcs just kind of have a certain energy with them and it's kind of like we're better than you and he is better than than you you know it's like he's better yeah. than you and he and he shows that on this album so that i, I was, love this song. oh he was I, I keep thinking he was from new york he is from philly mm -hmm. but he was up there with and i should have mentioned adam's fam shout out to adam's fam you know that yeah. was that was a man that was dope crew was yeah big come up in in, the, in that time that's yeah. why I was like, like the independent scene. So yeah, man, it's shouts to them. Yo, Ian, what's mm -hmm. your thoughts, man? Uh, I love the production on this. I love that beat. Uh, uh, well, first of all, he mentions ColecoVision. I'm totally dating myself, but like, <laughs> I had a, I had a ColecoVision when I was a kid. I love that shit. Like that was, I'd be sitting in my room playing Time Pilot. What is it? <laughs> what is it, um, Ian? I've never, I've heard the term only because of Lauren Hill saying it, but what's the ColecoVision for, for us people that don't know what that, what that is? For you youngins, <laughs> have a seat, sit down and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll it, it was basically, it was like the upgrade from the Atari, what was it, the 7600, I think. It was okay. like sort of like the classic Atari, the one that came like with asteroids and pitfall and stuff like that. Um, the ColecoVision was sort of, I, I think there was like the Mattel had like Intellivision that was oh. sort of like the bridge between the Atari 7600 and the ColecoVision. And then like post ColecoVision, you would have had like the original Nintendo console. Mm. Uh, so, but I love the sort of like the getting back to this tune. I love the sort of like the, the kind of eight bit ness of mm -hmm. a lot of the noise going on in the back but the beat is 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 super tough i love it um this whole album i kind of got the feel um of like some ennio morricone type really? uh that vibe just kind of like that vibe on a lot of these songs mm. sort of mine sort of minor key um <laughs> drone drone sounds um pedal points things like that a lot of really keen compositional notes to this record um and uh this like i say this song may not be the best example of that um i think uh, the other two uh joints that we're going to talk about maybe 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 more emblematic of that but that was kind of the vibe i got listening to this record really digging into this record this week it kind of just gave off to me anyway, this sort of like a uh, spaghetti western sort of vibe. Really? That's wow. yeah. Pick that up. I, you know, what's weird for me? I feel like this since we uh, reviewed uh, Anti Pop Consortium's tragic epilogue last time, it kind of reflects that for me, like a very yeah. uh, like a extra futuristic sound. Like I like when I hear it, I just think about 
I I actually think about Blade Runner kind of stuff, you know, like that. Mm. has that kind of weird, like each sound, like each track on the on the on the whole project. Just I don't know. This feels like very like futuristic to me for some reason. Uh, this is one of the tracks. But anyways, let's keep it moving, man. Yo, this right here. Is- oh, before okay. we go, okay. can okay. I just because this relates to the last show, I just want to say the part on the second verse with the um, pro vaccination pro-procrastination, prototype for quid pro quo castinator. And I'm just like, again, yeah. bars. Like, That's brilliant. It's just, it's, <laughs> all yeah. right, all right, yeah. You did say, yeah. Crazy, it's brilliant. crazy bars. Yeah. That's brilliant, right. really weird play. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's right. And speaking, so we're, we're getting into, that's funny, we're actually getting into a song. I feel like it kind of relates to some of that, uh, what he's talking about in the song. This track is called Tyranny of Evil Men. Let's check it yeah. out. Let's see how this tastes, yo. Yo, it's time to drop a topic from his bucket list. I don't really fuck with woke kids and the governments. Everything's been muddied. I'm a fatter buddy, Holly. Glasses and a cardigan, Darn Adams, curmudgeon, probably. Since I remember, I've been living in the last days. Gary Kasparov and Cassius Clays with castaways. Overall spray painted, Averex bathing apes. Used to rock your bows with my Jordans back in 88. Riding shotgun and Ron Nolte's Fierro. Girlfriend had a Brazilian jaw, Bolsonaro. Now I like that cape. Push, I had to change my focus, dude. Went from focus groups to folk music and these spoken truths. No one's innocent, the limits of the candor. Requestion what you stand for, that Cassie and Andor. Tim's versus so subversive like Jenner. So I want to drive the hearse and throw dirt upon Jim Crow. The world's not gonna Man, that song. It's, just, it's, it's crazy. Like, you, you're enjoying the beat. But the lyrics layered on top of it, it's just, I mean, it's just a perfect fit. Um, I don't feel like, I feel like with this song, with that song, um, you're not going to get too many. um, Sometimes you just don't get like the rapper complimenting the beat, the beat complimenting the rapper in the same kind of pace. I feel like the, I feel like those two elements in the song just like match very perfectly. Mm. And like Alaska's flowing on it. Like he's just in the pocket, what he's talking about. Um, I feel it, you know. So, hey, what you think about this track, man? Uh, this is my favorite track on the record. Uh, I think that, um, I mean, you guys know my 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 aesthetic. I I I'm into the 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 musical elements, the harmony, melody elements, usually first and foremost. But the the bars, the lyrics to this song just really, really struck a chord in me listening to it. First of all, if you're going to rhyme Fierro and Bolsonaro, <laughs> like <laughs> that's hot. That's hot right there. You've got me right there. Uh, there's not there's not a ton of rhymes that go with Fierro, but, but damn, Bolsonaro. My girl's got a Brazilian Jair Bolsonaro. Uh, that's, that's good. That's really good. This, no, I, I mean, Artemis, I think you're absolutely right. The, the, the production, the lyrics, it all is of a piece. And um, yeah, man, I mean, this is my favorite joint on this record, no doubt. So, Tia, what you think? Um, I feel like the same. One of the the, the things I like about um, Jason, Griff, and Alaska together is almost like, it's like, I can't really tell who's trying, they're, they're like competing, 
for the spotlight because the beat is so dope and then all of a sudden and it's like it's like this electro kind of infused synth beat kind of punchy style and then Mm -hmm. it's everything is pretty much sample free like jason griff does griff does not use any samples that i could recognize at least that it sounds like these sounds that he's putting all together but you've got like the most like encyclopedic like repertoire of bars that you can possibly get and it's just like you know i i try to focus on the bars and i like the make your head nod that's as modest as i'm going to get modernist demolished by the modicums of modern shit maybe it's a postmodern martyrdom for postpartum postcards from the edge of something's dead up in the rose garden you know it's just like the wordplay and the like alaska so slept on but like i'm sure there's misquotings there because it's the best I could do, but I'm like, yeah, like it's just it's some it's some dope stuff. And Prim Rock is on the uh, is on the hook. Prim Rock, right? Shout out to Prim Rock. We've been putting in work too. Definitely, yeah. definitely putting in work for years. Yeah, and it's know, not like some like old video game. I, Ian, you like brought that right out. I thought of Kirby sixty four with this song. Mm-hmm. It feels like that. Like I don't know if Griff is a, a big like eight bit or like video game. Um, music person but probably yeah. is you know what let's you know what? i probably should even say it's a retro futuristic sounding so yeah. that might be a better way to put it because now because like listening to the track and thinking about it that was like that had it been a move sound he was playing with like mm-hmm. right there so no doubt man dope track i gotta actually re-listen to this later on um i really like i really enjoyed that track but yeah. let's get into the last track we're going to review for it and I really dug this beat. This is called uh, Poison Pills. Let's hear it. One, two, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nowadays I'm opting out of everything The world is just an opera house of tragedies and petty kings Knock them out the box, democracy's now a mockery It's Machiavelli, Fox News, R. Kelly and Akinelli Blame the system like the people are the victims Yeah, we ignore the symptoms, talk the people are the sickness I'm on that agent Sith, Agent Smith and Skynet Which one equals violence? Is it words or is it silence? I get polish from these concepts Necessary land proves my messiah complex You say the damn fools I feed us thought leaders Caesar a stab, a monument to monoliths. Catch me out of grand school. The honeymoon is distant, now go and listen to grand groove. Or whatever, nostalgia dials up your bad mood. Morality comes immortality. Homie, believe me, eventually we go back to our roots like we're believing. Living naive times. Poison pill, cyanide. Litigate the walls of the past. Cold iron signs. Let it die. Euthanize institutions. Examine all solutions. That's the red and the blue ones. Living naive times. Poison pill, cyanide. Mitigate the wars of the past. All Ironside. Let it die. Euthanize institutions. Damn it all solutions. Just the red and the blue. I grew up in the 80s and maybe you just discovered it. Fire slammer, jammer, banana, rimmer, and other shit. But I remember Reagan. That's why I say fuck the government. As far as I'm concerned, every politician's tongue is split. I'm hard on you. Yo, homie, you dumb as shit. Either that or you're a glutton for the punishment. Punks jump up to get... As far as I'm concerned, every politician tongue is split. <laughs> talking that reptilian, he's talking that reptilian shit, man. That's wow. Uh, I'll, yep, yep. I'll, I'll go first on this. Um, look, that beat. Wow, first as soon as I heard it, it made me wish I made it because it reminds <laughs> me of the type of beats I would try to make on. Um, if I wasn't using FL Studio, I was using. Uh, 
an earlier version of Reason because mm-hmm. I would like sound design and Reason and flip it, flip everything I had in there over in the FL studio. And I would try to make, I would try to like use like the bell sounds and make weird sounds out of it. And like it's what didn't sound like a bell anymore. And so when I heard that beat, it reminded me of that. And I was like, but I, it was, I was nowhere that advanced with it, like the way he got it sounding. So that, and like, it just, it was an open like beat for like, like Alaska to let loose on, you know, um, I just, I just, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's one of those songs you just, you throw your headphones on and you just like bump it or you just, I feel like, you know, you want to throw it in the car and just like run around bumping this. So definitely dope. Tia, what's your thoughts? Um, Again, this is part of, I feel like this album, right? It's like, it is an interesting concept album. And I feel like just as much as, again, the lyrics are kind of conceptual. I feel like the beats are too, because I love the fact of like, if you look at this, like the rules to the human zoo, and it's like work, wake, wake, work, eat, sleep, TV, repeat. And I feel like this, the beats on this album kind of have that feeling. It's it's sort of like this style of like, you rinse, repeat, kind of the model of like, um, make, you know, this production style or whatever. But it's like, I like the fact that this beat sounds like it's outer space. I don't know what it is or whatever, but it just feels like outer space to me. And then, you know, again, you can't, the whole concept of this album is being sort of living in an, a digital space, which I think is interesting that we kind of talked about that, mm-hmm. but like this modern society and performative, you know, sort of existence and, and social media and that we live in and, and what that looks like. And the fact that somebody put an album to that and like some of the stuff that he's saying on this album, again, is just like legendary. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's yeah. like, we we forget kind of we're living where we've all invited the we've created this like Truman Truman world or whatever that Truman show is that the name of that movie yeah um, yeah show. and I feel like this song is like it, it, I think it comes right before that extremely online song or right after but either way it's like you're living your life in a way that is very um, public and and everybody's seeing it and it's like you know fetishizing these things and everybody's popping bottles and it just looks you know and it's like your twitter feed and your instagram stories and this algorithm life we're living it's like this is so weird we're living in a black mirror episode but we just don't even see it yep. Yep. Um, so yeah boys and pills comes right after extremely online and to me extremely online is sort of like the hinge piece on this record where he's sort of the, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how, how, how he words it. And I know we're talking about poison pills, but, but I, but I, but I feel like poison pills works hand in glove with extremely mm-hmm. online the way, the way Tia just described. Mm-hmm. And there's the line that, you know, something like, you know, you're, you're living in this hell. Is it going to get any better? No. Cause you, you know, you basically, you created this. Um, and it's, it's sort of like that whole, you need that rush of likes and, and affirmation that social media can give, um, you know, but then there's obviously the dark side that comes with it. And I do feel like those are themes that run through poison pills as well. Um, I mean, you guys described it. The beat is super dope. The lyrics are, are, are tight. The wordplay. Alaska's wordplay on this whole record is just 
Yeah. Really, really, really great. Absolutely killing it. Absolutely killing it. Yeah. This I'm is an excellent say, choice. I'm even, yeah, I'm gonna even say this has been one of my favorite albums all year. Like, really, it's like I've I've listened to it back to back. I've just been mm-hmm. like, what in the world? Like, I I have it. I'm literally going on my my band camp and making sure that they, you don't sell them tapes. So you can't get hard mm-hmm. copies of this. I want to say yeah. it's on Jason Griff's. I think it's on jasongriff.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. I want to want to say it's on his site. Yep. But yeah, you can get it on tape. You can get it on CD. I think he's already out of CDs. What are they? Let me make sure. Yeah, he already sold out of the CD. Yep. Oh, wow. Already I saw the tapes were left, cassettes. Yeah, he has it. So they have a CD. Actually, you know, wait, wait a minute. There's a CD tape combo set. That's what it is. So you can Ooh. still cop that. But if, yeah, if you go to uh, jasongriff.bandcamp.com, um, he still has his Human Zoo uh, album um, with physical copies left if you want it. So definitely check yeah. it out. It's worth the listen. And so, yeah, um, with that said, we're going to come back on the other side. We're going to take a break. We're going to visit, re- well, I'm not going to say visit, revisit <laughs> a classic album. And, of course, J. Rue the Damages, Sunrises in the East. It's, it's, uh, leap in a single town. One day I got struck by knowledge of self-figuring super scientific powers. Now I run through the ghetto, battling my this Mr. Ignorance. He's been trying to trap me down from my days of my youth. Fifth day would come. I'm sorry. All right. Yo, there it is. I, I love, there it is. I love that song. You know what we call that? We call that bars, people. Bars. You were just listening to You Can't Stop the Prophet from the album The Sun Rises in the East by the great J. Rue the Damager, 1994. Such a seminal, seminal year in hip hop especially East Coast, New York hip-hop, uh, J. Rue, Brooklyn-born, um, Brooklyn-raised, Brooklyn MC. Uh, that, you know, that's a tight fraternity, for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and you may have noticed, if you are uh, either super knowledgeable about this record or you just have that uh, mighty keen ear, that's DJ Premier. Producing all the tunes on this really seminal album, a part of the hip hop canon. Um, this is an album that uh, I got turned on to before I started law school. I was bartending, and uh, one of the one of, one of my buddies that I used to work with was kind of like turning me on to hip hop. Um, I mean, I was into hip hop, but I wasn't deep into it. I was sort of like uh, uh, I've, I've always had very broad musical taste and sometimes that means you don't get the depth that in any one particular genre um so i always sort of rely on on folks to hit me to, to, to good stuff and i had a buddy who was uh into some good underground stuff and um so i ended up getting into this record i want to say like around 97 so it was a couple of years after after it came out but um you know, but I'm a huge gang star guy, guru, DJ premier. So it's like, 
as soon as I heard DJ Premier was, had produced this record, I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to this. And uh, just tremendous, tremendous album. Like I say, this is really, uh, I think, a classic in the canon. Um, so uh, let's, yeah, I mean, just let's, let's, let's really quickly go around and just kind of give our, our sort of 10,000 foot view of the record as a whole. Tia, why don't you let us know what you're, um, what this I record mean, means to you. This album, uh, boy, grown, it's, it's so funny because I feel like um, I've grown as an MC a lot and an artist a lot, but for me, this album was a, had a lot to do with my birth as an MC. Um, you know, just it, it's funny because Jeru is, uh, I don't know how to say, it's like he fits the bill for everything great. He has a, a great distinctive voice. He, uh, you know, is really like sonically in tune to the production. It's raw, it's unique. He knows how to sound unique on every beat. Um, and Prem and him just created, like it is a prophetic style and like so many people, it is now like a, a, a bird. It's a, a lexicon that like, the prophetic style is a, is a thing. And it's like me or the papes and the bitches and like so many songs on here, mental stamina, like Brooklyn took it at the whole entire album monologues, the, the intro. Look, this is like, for me, it's like why I'm a fan and why I continue to make raw East coast boom bap. And I will never leave that genre. Even if it's yeah. just, you know, I might take a departure for a second, but I will always love raw East coast boom bap because that's what this was for me. And it get robbed by not getting five mics in the source and only getting four. I still take issue with that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only the only bad reviews we give on Grande Lock are to bad reviews for classic records. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the source, get your shit together. Yes, Illmatic, Sunrises in the East, Liquid Swords. Those are five mic albums. There's yeah. not a chance. Like, yep. if we do it again, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> Indeed. All right, Artemis, what are your thoughts here? And look, I was telling you earlier, like. I've somehow ended up with this album a little bit later on. What I didn't say is I used to have, so I had Come Clean on vinyl because I saw the video and I was just like, those are water drops? I was like, wait a minute. I was like, there's a melody to that? There was no bass in it? And it's the way he's rapping over it. You know, and you want to fall along, jump up and get stuck. Like the way he's coming in with it, I was like, Yo, this is different. I don't even know how to describe this. I always felt like um, J-Ru was like the perfect person for DJ Premier to experiment with. Like, he's like taking all kinds of, like, in both of the, the full albums they did together, he's like taking stuff that, he's, he's taking stuff and flipping the samples in ways you just like, Premier's like marking his signature style on, you know? Wow. And like Sunrise is the East, like this is the one CD I had in very pristine, like, like condition. I didn't play this album all, all the time, but I played it enough to where I'm catching it. Like while I'm listening to my, my mind spray, like ET, you mentioned Brooklyn took it. 
I used to like try to like when I made drum beats sometimes on like this cheap keyboard, I used to try to make the beat like how <laughs> drums were on Brooklyn took it. Because those drums were so hard and the way yeah. he was rapping yeah. over was sick. <laughs> so definitely one of the best, one of the best like hip hop albums of all time, I wanna say. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah. it's not in your if somebody said this is like their favorite album, I wouldn't even be mad because it gets mm-hmm. it, it is that good of an album. But yeah. if like it's it's at least for me it's it's gonna be in my top fifty. It's gonna be in my top fifty. Like yeah, I think yeah. yeah. Definitely, I I definitely would recommend somebody listen to this to hear the um the combination of a rapper with a producer that knows how to work with that that know how to work well together. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Let's start jumping into some of these jams. Uh, first song we're gonna talk about is. D original. So let's hear it. quintessential east coast early to mid 90s yeah new york i mean that's just that is right in that pocket mm-hmm. with illmatic with uh uh midnight marauders yeah uh, hard to earn just yep. yeah <laughs> oh exactly i didn't mean to cut you off there artemis what were you saying about the no, video no, no. Saying the video for it was hard too. Like, like I remember <laughs> mm-hmm. the video. You know what? I'm gonna tell y'all something funny about this beat to me. You're gonna laugh when I say this. So the beat was so dope. I loved how like it was at the like, piano was just weird. You just like somebody just got mad and the piano was like, like, like Premier might have accidentally just like slapped somebody against the piano, sampled it. <laughs> That's what it yeah. You know, but now, but this is the funny thing to me. Um, remember that's money, not a real chord. Wait, wait, wait. But remember Money Cash Hoes? I feel like <laughs> they were trying to make that beat. <laughs> 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 that beat. But the way Money Cash Hoes sounds, that's a, that's a terrible beat. <laughs> <laughs> so years <laughs> later, so they took Money Cash Hoes and said, hey, look, let's make the original with a, yeah, with a, with a, a chord that's actually on key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just always, it always made me think of that. It's like, they really tried to make the, the, the original 
And like they couldn't even do it with the, the cheesy scratches and the I was like, whatever. But yeah, like the, the original was my jam, man. That that fucking those drums too on it, sick. Yeah. Uh, so sick, so sick. And that that piano chord, like I uh if there are any musicologists out there who can <laughs> who can figure out what that is, if it's a you know, G minor diminished flat nine. Sharp set, sharp eleven. I have to go ask uh, my, my there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no tonality to that chord. It's just a, it's just a like it feels like just a random collection of notes that don't mm-hmm. make any sense. And yet it works for me. It makes it work. Yes. All right, That's Tia, the what's about Preem? He make he makes wrong sound right and everything yeah. and like. <laughs> You just you, you love that about him that he's just you know it, it's 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 J Rule also kind of feels like wrong in every way because it's like like I said this kind of I'm a, the 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 damager and the whole like righteous poet kind of a thing and mm-hmm. like his songs have this deeper meaning but at the same time he uses the n word liberally <laughs> and street shit like it's it's like this hardcore aggressive beats. But at the same time, it's like this energetic kind of a style. But at the same, but J. Rue is like so calm and like uh, kind of monotone in his delivery. It's kind of very similar to, to Guru in that way. I mm. understand like how Gangstar Foundation, like even, you know, even Bahamadir kind of has that flow a little bit. But like right. it's different, but it's still kind of like they relax in the beat. And uh, right. yeah. No yeah. fun. That's a good point. It's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as like musicians or composers who can make wrong things sound right, I feel like that's a gift, like a musical gift. Like the greats have that, you know, yeah. to be able to take things that that aren't supposed to work and make it work. So, you know, Prem is a genius. He's a Mount Rushmore producer, I think. So, um, And I, I read somewhere where like Jeff Beck, there's this song sampled there that said he didn't, never knew who the heck, right? Like DJ Premier was. I had no idea who this person is who like apparently loves me so much. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, the 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 British artists, I feel like like the, their idea of sampling is like, that's an homage, you know, at least in Jeff Beck's ideas. Like, I got to meet this kid who like, thinks I'm cool you know like what what why this song or whatever so you know shout out to Jeff Beck for being like I'm cool with sampling me sample me because I want to be part of the cool kids you know well all <laughs> those all those all those British uh especially the guitar players from like the you know early to mid to late 60s who were just sampling yeah black music true yeah uh so you know hopefully they don't have any issues with well shout uh, out jeff beck for for being being down with the culture (laughs) yo jeff beck jeff beck all right let's get into the next next song we're going to talk here is come clean e and e new y radio Wanna fuck one? Jump up and get fucked. If you're feeling lucky, duck, then press your luck. I snatch fake gangster MCs and make them faggot, clam, bang. Your nine spread. 
my mind spray. Malignant myths that'll leave caught default. The results, your remains stuck in a car truck. You couldn't come to the doubles of the East Pop and that game. You won't survive. Get live. Catching wreck is a thing. I don't gang bang or shoot out bang bang. The relentless lyrics, the only joke I slang. I'm a true master. You can check my credentials because I choose to use my infinite potential. Got a freaky, 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 freaky flow. Control the mic like Vitel Castro. Lock you up so deep that you can't sue. But now my job's over then is unknown. Like the tubers, I've accumulated honeys all across the map. Cause I rap a bust a nut, then bust a gap in your back. In fact, my rap snaps your sapperiliac. I'm the Mac, so I don't need to tow the Mac. My attack is purely mental and its fate does not fit. It's meant to wake you up out of your brain, wash face, stagnate nonsense. But if you're prison, you'll get your snap box, bust your breast up on this. I flip, hoes dip, none of the real niggas skip. You don't know enough math to count the mics that I put. Keep the dirty box and stamp, that's his verbal weapon spit. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, you you could have just left it and come clean. Like <laughs> the heads know what come clean is. Like you, like East <laughs> yeah, you, you could have just kept it and come clean. We we know what it is, man. We know what it is. Man. I like to get a, I like to get the full song title. I don't need necessarily like to shorten it there. So no, I got you. I, no, I feel but, you. Uh, yeah, no. Uh that again sounded like some some eight bit kind of uh sounds working there. I don't know you if know that's that is, I don't know though, right? I don't know if that's tech. You 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 do you know what that is? You it definitely you, sounds you, familiar. What is it? What is it? No, those are water drops. <laughs> yeah. You never knew that, did you? No. So yes. <laughs> oh so that's this is what you okay so this is what you were talking about before about the water yeah, drops with the tonality. Gotcha, so, gotcha. See, man, I'm learning, learning shit. See, if you saw the video, first of all, it's a classic. I'll just get it out of the way. And this is a classic. If you hadn't heard the song, you better listen to it. Do your homework, because this is like his biggest song, damn near. So, anyways, you gotta watch the video because in the in the beginning of the video, it's like rugged, it's New York, and everything. They literally have water dropping from like uh it's like a box or something, and somebody's chained up. It's almost like it's like was a Chinese torture or whatever. Yeah, Chinese water torture. Chinese water torture. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically they're just mimicking that whole thing, and it's just like, oh wait, it's supposed to tell you like, oh, those are water sounds because the water is dropping with the beginning of the beat, and then you're just like, yo, there's no like bass in this, but the drums are crazy on it, yeah. and then you and then the the onyx scratching in with in the in the chorus. Are you serious? Like that, that even sold it some more because you were not expecting that. That heads up because it drop us up. Heads up. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I think that's the, this is like Preem's magnum opus because at the time, yes, we found out that it was water drops, but it's him sampling Shelly Mann who mm. was imitating water drops on oh. drum. Like in, in okay. the idea... Yeah. Which is like it's the whole thing is crazy because Prem just yeah. gets the you know you just get a a pass for that like who the hell thought to do that in that time you know we're thinking like ninety four <laughs> like who was thinking of doing or ninety three right like who's thinking of doing that particular piece and the idea of like it feeling like um, I I remember hearing Prem say he felt like it was readying like 
for a big fight or like big game. And so for him, that sound implied that, which for me, prior to this song, that doesn't inspire that in my head. But now, right, like I feel like after the song, that is it for me. I'm like, this is definitely in every ways like one of his most important songs. I'm like, Cream and the way he used that Shelly Man sample, I feel like every uh, producer, beat maker rather, in, in their time is trying to create that notable, iconic kind of thing where it's like, you hear that immediately intro and you know what that song is. You, It's yep. distinctive, you come into a club, it's like, and then like you said, Artemis like, throw your guns and it's like it it makes yeah. so now with that knowledge i'm like yeah it does feel like i'm pre-gaming for something like i'm ready to to get it in you know it's the it's um but the video yeah the video the whole the imagery of it what they converted that to was the visual of like the mandela effect almost like we're all hearing water drops and really it's like shelly man imitating water and, I, drops. and i forgot that <laughs> i forgot he sampled because it's in the credits right Mm-hmm. It's in the credits. Yeah, I forgot that that was in the credits. And I, and I remember reading the credits of that sample and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm like, I just hear water drops. And they were like, yeah, those all water. I was like, really? So like, that's wild. I was like, and I forgot that he had sampled somebody. I was like, okay. I thought, I for a while thought it was the drums. I, I did, I did hear it was like, those were the, that was from Shelly Man. I forgot about that. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So come clean. This is uh, maybe maybe the most well known song off this record, probably. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. All right. So last uh, last joint that we're going to talk about tonight: mental stamina. This is one of my favorites on this record. Let's hear it. Ballistic, linguistics, check out the mystics, we're fantastic, you mean fantastic, fuck it, you get your ass kicked, challenge my verbal gymnastics, but acrobatics, vocabulary calisthenics, can understand the mathematics are esoteric, watch the style but also keep the lyrics, my lightning, my thunder, way back I stomped out Eric Belize, but now I stomp out MCs, can't chill, because the sun don't freeze, heavy metal, hard like titanium, alphabets, I turn wax into platinum, Influential, scientific power. My mental violence will shower, devour at a crazy rate. Speeding through your circus and I'm perforating in data banks. Stamina in the brain is how I slay it. I enforce my force and I always must obey it. Endorsing essential ramen remedies against any man at arm that can deal with you. Eternal, internal, alchemists. I feel logic and science ever since. Blowing cerebral blows without my fist. Poisonous, tailless. Don't mess with toys in this racket. Terrorism, don't proceed to hide. It's too perverted, you heard it, so now you get murdered. Test the sound system, it goes off your equilibrium. Deconcentration can rapture the meditation. Competition is flipped on at random. Yes, yes, I love that. I absolutely love that. That feels to me like, like East Coast's answer to Death Row Records. It's kind of like the, the, <laughs> the vibe, the vibe that I get off of that. Am I, am I, am I, am I, am I crazy on that? Am I wrong? You know, it's, it's funny you say that because he has that on his other album. I feel like a wrath of the math. He, he definitely has one of those kind of records, but mm-hmm. it, this might be precursor to that. We do, we do have to review wrath of the math. I know we were being, you were, me and you Ian were talking about it. Yeah. 
but Rasmus, yeah, another great. You gotta because that had a lot more. He deals with more of that on there. I feel like with this song, he was like really just trying to show, like you mm-hmm. know, he's just flexing a bit and he's introducing Afu Ra, who yeah. Afu Ra gets to work later on with DJ Premier on some cuts. They were they were good on a back and forth with this and. Mm-hmm. And Loki was supposed to introduce, mm-hmm. I think this was supposed to introduce a perverted monks, like his crew. But mm-hmm. like you didn't hear too much about them as, as much. This beat went on and on. Like it, like you don't get tired of hearing the beat the way it sounds. You're yep. just like <laughs> it's in a certain pocket. You're like, okay, this is it was like one of the more smoother beats on the album. It wasn't like too crazy. It's like Premier just kind of like kicked back for a second. It's like, all right, I'm gonna give you something a little like cooler, like the nothing experimental this time. I'm gonna give you something straight ahead. You and your boy getting there, just like trade off bars, man. I got you. So yeah. Yeah, I've done this track. Yeah, yeah totally agree. Like the whole the the fact that this album, I feel like one thing that makes it distinctive in that era was like there was a lot of songs that would borrow R and B hooks, and it would be kind of like pop mm-hmm. samples and like Prem and J Rule did like they did not care. It was like you're gonna get this hip hop pure unadulterated it ain't no crossover it's not diluted it's straight <laughs> east coast unadulterated rap album like it just was really different than what the peers were were doing at that time because yeah. even though people were talking about like you know racial issues or black empowerment or whatever and, and you know sort of having that socio-political commentary a lot of the times it might have been more sort of like introspective and like the Nas style, you know, and it wasn't so gritty and like, you know, dominant and and hardcore and kind of that, that same street soundscape that like Black Moon was using. And yet you're, you get these type of lyrics and like the whole entire thing of like there being this political aesthetic and all of them, like you, you mental stamina. I mean, we, we know an MC who's named mental stamina here in the DC area. This song is a powerful song, right? It, it made you want to, so it was a badge of honor for like, this is the true rap head song. Like, you know, mental stamina <laughs> when you, you know, mental stamina It's like these, there's certain songs that like you, you, you go around and you code check people like, do you know, you can't stop the profit and like mental stamina. If you don't know that you ain't a real hip hop you're not you know so, and that's you gotta know mental stamina like who doesn't know it um and yeah i just i feel like this song man it's just to me it's a perfect song and like artemis said with the trade-off and like the drums the melody it's just you know if the song had been longer i don't know we might have who knows i wish it was like a little longer or something. but yeah it's a dope one definitely Definitely. This whole album is, is super dope. It's, it's, uh, it, it, you know, part of the reason why we do these classic album reviews is to kind of place ourselves back in, you know, where we were when we first got hip to these records. And, um, you know, it puts me in a place where I had been out of music for a little while in the, like the early to like mid nineties or maybe from like 93 to like 97, 98, just wasn't really like getting into anything that was new. And of course I missed a ton of great hip hop throughout that time. I, I, my oldest son was born in uh, 93. And so, you know, I really had to sort of like focus on, you know, feeding him and keeping a roof over our head and all that kind of good stuff. And just sort of fell out of, what was 
new and what was hip and what was going on at that time. And, you know, fortunately I had folks who were able to school me and, 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 and say, listen, no, you gotta go back and get this one. You gotta go back and get this one. And it wasn't, and it was, wasn't back in the day when you could just punch up YouTube, like you had to go and look for this stuff. Like I had a, I had a list, my boy put together a list of records and this was on it. And, uh, I think it was one of the first ones that I picked up off his list. And just, I remember going into work one day and just be like, dude, Jeru the Damager, that is the shit. That is amazing stuff. And he's like, all right, now you got to check out Wrath of the Math. I already missed him. I think you're yeah. right on, man. We are, we are definitely going to have to hit that one. That's, oh. that may be, uh, this is the album that, that he's most known for. Uh, but uh, Wrath of the Math may be sort of like the culmination of the DJ premiere Jeru uh, uh, combination. So. Well, the last uh, full album together too, which is crazy. Yep, yep, yep. We'll uh, we'll, we know we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there one of these days. We'll get there one of these days. But uh, that's definitely going to be on our on our classics list. So, um, all right, guys. I think that's gonna. I think we're calling it. I think we're calling it a night here. Yes, um, we did some. We did some good work tonight on some really really great albums. This is Grande Lock. The Grandiloquent Hip Hop Show. I want to thank Tia and Artemis. You guys always uh, bring the knowledge, and and I love hearing you guys talk about it. I I never consider myself expert when it comes to any style of music. I always want to learn, and uh, you know it's always a pleasure to hear you guys and 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 get the knowledge. And so this is a lot of fun as always. Mm-hmm. To our audience, if you've enjoyed this, of course, we would be honored if you would review, uh, rate, subscribe, uh, just tell your friends about the show. We're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, Alexa, iHeartRadio. Just search Grande Lock with a Q. Uh, Production courtesy of Marcus Donovan, the pasteurized chef. You can check out his show. District of Misfits show every Sunday evening. They go live at 10 p.m. or so I'm told. And it is uh, a super, super fun, super loose time. This is a District Dog Face Studios production. I want to give a, a big shout out and RIP to the great Melvin Peebles. Um, thank you all, guys, for letting us into your brain. Peace.